I'm gonna get it right though. Nah, but you told me to do it, so I'm gonna do it. They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. Another edition of a G Splash. I am your host, Bradley Baxter. This is my man, Chris Bucky Watts. Hello. And we talk all things pop culture, comic books, movies, video games, technology, 4G mobile networks on the moon. Music. That's a real thing. That, is that really a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Why? Uh, what are you gonna yeah, do music. Uh, well, supposedly Nokia. Yeah, the old. Nokia phone and Audi and a European uh, network. Uh, it's called Vodafone or something like that. There, anyway, they're uh, they put they're trying to put a 4G network on the moon in 2019. It's all part of like SpaceX Falcon 9. Shit. Gotta get ahead of the curve. You gotta get up the uh, cell tower get, so when we get up there, we can make calls. Yeah, so they're actually they're, they're working on getting like actual land, uh, getting people to land on the moon. Like anybody can go to the moon. I'll be there. Yeah, you can use your cell phone. Anywho, we talk about everything, including all that stuff we just talked about. Yes. Uh, Chris. You love it. Yes, that's I mean, me. You gotta. I totally blew our intro, but whatever. We're going to move on. Great. Uh, yo, Chris, why don't you tell us if, what our announcements are for the week? Oh, big announcement. We announced a couple weeks ago. We'll probably keep announcing it. Uh, if you have an Amazon Echo in your house, in your home, Alexa, who's always listening and watching you, uh, just say, hey, Alexa, enable the G-Splash skill. And uh, that will actually make it so you can listen to us and you can say, hey, give me my news briefing or give me my little oomph and we'll uh, and, and you'll hear us giving you a little buzz of the week or something like that. Uh, and if you don't have an Alexa, that's tough titties for you. Tough titties Which for you. Which is also the new catchphrase. I didn't even write that. That's the new that's the new slogan for Amazon Echo. If you don't have that's one, what all the ki- tough titties for you. That's that's in the new commercial. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it? it was aggressive, but apparently they think it's great. So maybe a, some might think it's aggressive. Some might think it's progressive. Um, <laughs> uh, the another announcement I was going to say real quick was if you haven't yet, please take a second and review us on iTunes. That helps us in the podcast world. Uh, everything, any, anything helps. We love the support. Uh the downloads have been great so far, so thank you very much for tuning in to a couple of dorks yelling really about stuff dorking it up. on the internet. A couple of dorks. Yeah, just geeking out. Uh, Anyway, let's just kick right off. You ready, Chris? Heck yeah, I'm ready. Kick it! Uh, the 2018 hip-hop festival known as Soundset that happens in Minneapolis. Uh, the lineup was announced. This happens over Memorial Weekend. Uh, the lineup's pretty pretty good this year. Not, not my favorite one so far, but Atmosphere is the hometown group that always headlines. Hmm. But they will be sharing that with uh, Logic and okay. Migos. So those are those are the top three headliners. It's only one day. It's not so. your favorite. Has there been a? Have you had a favorite one of these in the past? Uh, the first one was really, really good. It was it was small then, but now it's it's actually I think it's the only either the only or the biggest. It might be the biggest biggest hip hop festival in the country. What? It's only one day long. Yeah, and it's it's the biggest one because, and it's well, in it's Minneapolis, Minneapolis of all places. Yeah, so let's say woof. Yeah. Welcome to North Dakota. But, uh, and it's like surprise. This is in Minnesota. That's that's how Rhyme Sayers does it. Uh, it's put on by Rhyme Sayers, uh, big indie label uh Merce is gonna be there this year erica badu uh hieroglyphics who else? uh wu-tang's going to do a they're gonna celebrate and perform their probably the album enter the 36 chambers which is like their first record mm-hmm. it's the 25th anniversary for that so that'll be cool i mean it's always a good festival i, I i've yet to go back i need to go back maybe i'll go this year maybe you will i've always I've always played in a basketball tournament that I haven't played in for a while, but maybe I'll just go to this. Ballin'! 
head back to Minneapolis. Uh, yeah. How many? How many? Uh, how many long does it take to get to Minneapolis from New York City? You ever? Uh, I think it's like three, three hours. Maybe. By maybe two by and a half. Plane? By aeroplane. By, by vehicle. Yeah. Oh, it's eighteen hours. Don't do that. But speaking of rappers. And I know we covered a lot of stuff about Black Panther last week, so we won't talk too much about it. But Kendrick Lamar wants to play the next Black Panther villain. Really? He said he's actually said he actually said he is going to be in the film. Wow! So that I don't, I'm I'm down with that. He he says he wants to play it like on a on a high like level of equal skill as Michael B. Jordan. Okay, he's got some. He's he's in it. He's really involved. I think it says something. One, the, the the record and the film are both still at number one. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. Um, has that ever? I, maybe you know this. I don't know this. Has that ever happened where a soundtrack was number one and the film was also number one? I honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of one. What's? I mean, that seems like a pretty big anomaly to be like, okay, cool. Think, like the Bodyguard is that one? Maybe. <laughs> Of all movies to pull out of your ass, like that's actually a really good one. Uh, I was thinking maybe maybe Rush Hour. Maybe man, I don't. That, that's crazy. Like I I can't. I mean, it would seems like if you have like these a great soundtrack album, right? It's probably going to be number one while the movie's out, and if the movie's any good, it's probably going to be number one. Like Purple Rain. There's another one. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. But but Purple Rain was never number one at the box office. What I don't know was it? I don't think so. I'd be very surprised. At box office. Let's let the computer gods tell us. Worth a Google. That's <laughs> worth 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 a Google. Uh excuse me, the box of the United States. I mean, it made a lot of money. I don't know if that means it was number one or not, but that seems like there's probably this probably has happened more than we think. We're like, that seems crazy, and then you're like, it happens with every movie. We're like, oh, okay. Uh the best I mean the ten best charting movie soundtracks ever is like, yeah, like you said, Saturday Night Fever, Hell Bodyguard, yeah. Mary Poppins. Purple Rain, West Side Story. Top the weekend box office chart for one weekend, Purple Rain did. And it was the number one album for like 100 billion weeks. Oh, so maybe it did. I See, I'm oh, telling you, this happens more than we think. Titanic. Titanic, sure. Celine Dion brought down the house and every grandma in the world's panties. That's disgusting. Man. I'm just telling say you. That. Celine Dion knows her uh, audience, like Josh Groban. Uh, I guess it, I Dirty Dancing might be up there. Uh, sure. There's tons of these. I'm going all day. I'm going down these lists. I'm like, yeah, Mary Poppins. Sure. I guess. It would, I guess it would be better to 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 scale like how long it stays. Right. Like one. Blue Hawaii from Elvis. There you go. That was definitely no no one else. He just dominated. It was 18 weeks at number one. See, I'm telling you, music can do it. I think I, going back to the main where we got down this rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think you can say no to him at this point. If he's like, I want to be in the movie, the people are like, we're gonna make sure he's in the movie. Then. I mean, I, I feel like that that. The support around that whole brand and that cast and that crew is probably monuments more than any above any other production. And it's very probably very tight knit. So I the fact that the director and Kendrick have already sat down like and worked on something, I think says a lot already. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just there's so much collaboration in there. I think I, I'm 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 in. I'm in for anything that they do. I, I trust in it. Oh uh, yeah. I mean any anything to help Cali get on the map. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Another did you hear about this story? This is a crazy story. Speaking of Marvel, um, did you hear about this conversation on Twitter that a fan actually started about uh so a fan tweeted out to to James Gunn and James Gunn's very uh who who directed and did he write some of Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy? Yeah, yeah. and wrote, wrote and directed. So he's did yeah, so he's he's behind that whole thing and which is obviously very successful, very dope. Uh probably the top seven Marvel movies. Yeah, top seven, top ten, sure. There's only 18. Uh, only. <laughs> only. Yeah. Small franchise. I, he actually responds and interacts with a lot of his fan, a lot of the fans. And um, someone tweeted at him that Mark Hamill should have a role in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So did you see this? Is this did where he also Twitter? revealed about Groot? Is that that thing too? No, that's something else. That's different? Oh my goodness. Yeah. But that's just like the same thing. It's like somebody. Right. Somebody, somebody said something and about. He starts yeah. going off. Yeah. He's very interactive with his fans, which is super cool. Super dope. I love that. I mean, yeah, not to no one. Uh, very few people do that, and I, it's dope that he does. But um, did you hear about this conversation he had with Mark Hamill? No, I did not hear about this one. So I'll, I'll run through it real quick. So basically, a fan was like, "Hey, you should put Mark Hamill in Guardian Galaxy Volume Three. And so he was like, "Hey," he responded back, was like, uh, "I think Mark Hamill lives around the block from me, or something like." Maybe we'll 
maybe we can grab coffee or something. And so and say hello and like be a good neighbor or something like right. that. And then Mark Han- Mark Hamill responded to to James Gunn was like, yeah, sure. Like, hey, neighbor, like maybe I'm unemployed. I'm an unemployed actor. Like, let's meet up. for sure and just it, Yeah. So this whole Twitter conversation goes on. And so like Mark Hamill may actually have a role. In Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yes, this is amazing. You're right. He the the dude says, "Hey, find a role for him." He says, "I think um, Hamill himself, at Hamill himself, lives around the corner from me in Malibu, so he can just come over and we can talk about it over a cup of coffee." And then Mark Hamill comes on top. I'd be happy to do so, both as a good neighbor and an unemployed actor. All the best. And he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then Mark Hamill says, "DM me for my contact info if you're serious." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm already on it. That's amazing." Imagine yeah, so tweeting that, that. your way into a movie role. Plus, you're Mark Hamill. I think this is the coolest thing to take away. That whole thing is cool, but like, can you imagine if you were like, dude, I just got Mark Hamill a role in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Like, you're that guy that like literally just was saying, hey, please find a role for my for, for Mark Hamill. And also you're like, dude, I just made that guy. And I just got him into the movie. And who knows? Maybe, you know, who knows? It's still cool for that person just being a fan. Yeah, no. For like, I mean, they got to, James Gunn's got to do something. Like, if, it, if that does come to fruition sure. and it does happen. You gotta like send the guy a care package. I mean, get him to the premiere. That's at least. like one of those stories that like the guy at the party always tells. You know, like it, it's cool enough if you tweeted somebody and they like retweet that or, Respon- like, or like yeah, or oh, they respond. Yeah. I got retweeted by this person, but to have them be like, yeah, so I'm the guy that got Mark Hamill hired on uh, Guardians Three. Just saying, just whatever you were talking about. Thought yeah, I'd just no, throw that in there. That's that's definitely that's definitely the. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely the 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 party story for sure. So guys, um, I'm not sure if you heard, but like, so James Gunn and Mark Hamill are talking because of me. Yeah, I get excited when I get excited when like I found out Merce follows me on Instagram. Sure, and and like likes some of my stuff. Just or a, like just Mr. a story Dibs. topper. It's just a story. To- oh, you see, I got yeah. retweeted by freaking. DJ Khaled? Oh, really? Because I got Mark Hamill yeah. hired. We know, Ted. Yeah, like I, that happened to me one time. I was uh, I was hanging out with the game, and the game retweeted that he was, or tweeted out that he was hanging out with with me, and I was like, you were like, oh, ah! yeah. See, that was dope. Twitter's a powerful tool. Speaking, I mixed this up and I had a better segue, but whatever. M- m- there's m- a petition m- m- remix. Me, 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 me. There's a there's a petition I think going around about a Black Panther TV show. Okay, you hear about that? No, I, I didn't. People people still like I it's still sold out. I was at the movie theater today. Really? And it was still sold out. Yeah, sold out all night. Well, that's I mean that they're just raking in the money at this point. I'll say this too, just leading on to things. Uh, if the hype for Infinity War is beyond real. Really, people in uh, in, in New York are just losing their minds. This is how I'm kind of quickly learning. Or people are into saying into things that aren't really like being broadcasted. That, for instance, um, every every time a Marvel movie comes out, they put out like one one to four issues, right? Usually, usually it's two. Uh, it's like a they call it a prelude to the to the film. Infinity War came out the end of last month, and I I always see these these books just sit on the shelf. So I was like, whatever. I picked up the Black Panther ones. So number two came out today, right? I kept reading about it online. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go pick it up. And so when I went to pick it up today, gone. Whoa. The first, like it's gone, like it's gone and they don't, they won't reprint it either. So between that and like the hype with the affinity gauntlet prop toy. Right. Oh yeah. That thing. Is that sold out? Can you still buy that? It's not out yet. Oh, right, right. So, but, and I kept asking every, every comic book shop and, and stuff I've been asking as I go, they're like. We can't. We don't really know a specific date. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> maybe, maybe so, not. You know. So what? I imagine all the merchandise, and as far as like the way I've seen Black Panther kind of roll out and everything kind of merchandise wise come out with that, like this, I think Infinity War is gonna be. You'll be surprised to like find anything at all. Right. Like you can't even. I can't even find a a Black Panther Marvel Legends figure. That's funny. I feel like stuff's so different. I mean, obviously you're you're in a very concentrated saturated area but like i'm sure if i did some digging around here i could probably come across one or find somebody who has one but like in like you're saying theaters are selling out for black panther still like all this merch is gonna go like like hot cakes um and here it's like maybe i could just stumble into one because obviously i'm in a much less saturated zone i mean i was gonna ask you about the infinity thing okay i'll uh, get you one gosh quit begging it's embarrassing (laughs) i meant the uh the book the comic book oh right it, I mean that thing's going on is on eBay for like fifteen bucks. Dude, that's crazy. I, I think of anyway. of anything else about hype, like 
I think this is a perfect example, not only of Marvel taking all these years and all these films and now leading up to this one moment where they all converge, but moreover, it's similar to the thing we just talked about with James Gunn, James Gunn, like the power of how the power of how everything is connected. Like merch is going to sell better movie. The way people talk about things, the way people get hype because there's so much social, but now there's also, you know, movies. And now, like you just said about the Black Panther thing, somebody, somebody wants a TV show because all of our universes are starting to like come together in the sense that we can do all kinds of series, all kinds of movies, and they can just keep building that up and people just keep eating it up. Yeah. I mean, at this point it's, it's almost like they can't really do any wrong. No, they're like, cool. Just keep making it. I mean, look at the, I mean, the perfect examples would be like the first two Thor movies, like sure. usually probably the worst of the series, but they kept trucking and no one like yeah. no one stopped People going. love freaking Thor merch now and love Chris Hemsworth. I mean, it's like, and then DC's over in the corner like, well, can we play too? No. Like, the, Get your I mean, ass out of here. If you look back at film, we're kind of going off on a tangent, but like That's whatever. That's what's fun. Uh, if you go back and look at, if you, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, you started to see all these things come out about you, like the mult, like the universes in like these different movies and TV shows and how every, like everyone was trying to roll that shit out because it, that Marvel was the only one that was doing it successfully. But like looking at it now, mm-hmm. like DC can't get it together. The, the old monsters, like dark universe or whatever, they can't get it together. Right, There's so many things that are falling apart that for 60 years were successful. I mean, well, just like no one's been able to like, take a universe and actually spread it out into multiple different movies. Pull it off. TV yeah. And pull it off. Yeah. Completely agree. So it's crazy. And speaking of TV shows, there's another Marvel and show coming out. One. If you didn't already catch up on, uh, oh, what are the other ones? Runaways. I just finished right. that. Uh, I actually want to watch that one. I'm, I'm, did you like it? I actually did. I, I liked that book. I actually really liked the secret wars storyline. Mm-hmm. A little bit more character. There's a few more characters and, doom and and actually bucky barnes is in that too that's funny but um <laughs> um but that runaways was good the other one i didn't i think it's was it not new mutants it's uh everybody gifted. knows gifted that's what it is gifted uh so anyway there's a, so the next one to come is cloak and dagger and this one looks pretty good i actually really like cloak and dagger like as a character cloak and daggers I, a, I dig him I almost think they should push up the release date on this. When is it supposed to can. drop? Uh, June. Okay. Sometime. Um, but I mean, it's a. I think right now it's like with such positivity as Black Panther got and like the social issues that it touches on. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, basically, Cloak and Dagger is an inner, like a young high school interracial relationship. Yeah. And they both get powers and come across and meet each other and like fall in love and all that stuff. Well, I'm not sure how the I'm not sure how much the show is going to adapt the the, the origin series, story, right? Because this is like an older because comic it, that has like some stuff about like being, I don't know. There's some weird stuff tied into their origin. There is, and I feel like they both got their powers like on prom night or something. Right, right, right. But this I, is also like anyway. uh, this is a uh, a freeform show. So freeform is really. I mean, they had all those shows we know like Pretty Little Liars and Dirty Little Buttholes, but like this. <laughs> show or that they've done a they've done this thing where they're like the archie riverdale right it's got kind of a darker theme in some ways it's bringing characters it is getting a lot of like a lot of praise and i feel like cloak and daggers gonna do the same thing it's gonna take that kind of approach you still love the dirty little so, buttholes uh, yeah i can't I, you follow pretty little liars with dirty that's little what buttholes. that's what i, I call get... that show every time it's the commercial comes out, it's like this fall on dirty little buttholes <laughs> oh man you <laughs> that show would sell um it... <laughs> Would it? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, anyway, what I was gonna say, they they dropped a trailer. The trailer's dope. If you haven't seen it, I think, I think Cloak and Dagger's gonna be good. I feel like it might fall under the radar. We'll drop the uh, we'll drop the trailer on our Facebook page. If you haven't seen it, go and go and check it out. Wicked. Wicked. Uh, moving on to, I I guess I want to, I'll say moving on to, dirty little buttholes. Dirty little buttholes. Uh, this fall, Joss Whedon has left. The Batgirl uh, film, they let him leave, but stuff has come out about him, and they let him his, go. They let yeah they they let him save face for some reason. He's been responsible for obviously the first two Avengers movies. He did Dollhouse, Firefly. He also I mean, tried to no. save Justice League, and that didn't work. Nobody but could. He 
anyway, allegations have come out about that guy, and apparently he wrote a letter to his wife and, like, spilled the beans or something. Anyway, so we'll move on from that. But in uh, more positive <laughs> DC news... What's happy? Kristen Wiig is in talks of playing Cheetah in Wonder Woman 2. Really? What do you think about that? That is interesting. Yeah. I don't think of Cheetah as a funny or, like, a light character. Cheetah's a weird character, I think, for me. I, I'm on... Whatever, but like already a strange, a, a strange uh, nemesis for a character like Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean Kristen. Uh, I, I'm not Kristen Wiig's I'm played the straight familiar. person or the, the straight person. I say that like, but like has played like a non comedic role in um, The Martian, and that was there's that movie The Skeleton Twins or whatever. There's been a few movies where she's you know hasn't been funny, and maybe that's but what I she think, wants to bring. I don't know. But still, Wonder Woman had that like. It had humor to it, That's and I true. think if what, what's her name, Patty, the director, what's her name, Patty Jenkins. Yeah, Patty Jenkins. I was gonna say that, but I would, I wasn't confident in in oh, Jenkins. That's okay, I appreciate. Anyway, that. I had your back, Aliyup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think she could fit into that universe. I'm not too familiar with, yeah, Wonder Woman, like how that would all fit together. But sure, it's not a bad look, and if anything's being successful, it's that film. So if you're gonna attach yourself to a yeah, DC film, that's, that's the, the one, one to hop on. That is the train to be on. Uh, sidebar, I, though I have heard things about Aquaman, they've done some pre-screenings and that's supposedly better. I've heard that it's, uh, the, the news they put out there for, uh, coming out of those was that it was very action packed with a good balance of humor that made it stand out to be way, like way closer to the Wonder Woman movie that we saw. That said, I don't know about those pre-screens because there was a standing ovation for Batman vs Superman. Yeah. So I, who knows what you're going to get? Uh, Disneyland Paris announced that they're dumping 2 billion euro into an upgrade. This is the biggest upgrade since they opened in 1992. They're basically opening uh, a Frozen Land, a Marvel Land, and a Star Wars Land, which is very similar to what's going on over here. Right. So it seems like they're just adding to it. I know that before I went to Paris... Yeah, you've been there. And I went to Disney. Yeah. I've been there. I There's actually... they. Like right when I was there, they it was their twenty fifth anniversary, and uh, they had I think they had just opened or it wasn't quite open yet. But there's a hotel at a Marvel hotel that I wanted to check out, but I didn't get to. Um, this this Disneyland like it's it's a little bit different. It's a little bit it seems a smaller, little bit smaller, right? but they, yeah, there are they do have the two parks like uh it is in L A. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's two separate ones, or how like uh Tokyo has Disney Sea, and they're gonna get a whole new park too. I feel like. Of all, like, I feel like Disneyland is going to end up being almost like the museum one because it can, it really can't expand anymore. Like they can keep like buying little pieces of land, but at some point it's just going to run out of room because it's right in the middle of Anaheim. Um, uh, that's not, that's not actually not true. Did you know that they have like, they have like two or three other lots? Yeah, they have some stuff bouncing around because I've actually been to like the maintenance lot and the ones they've moved. But I just feel like if you look at that compared to Disney World, for instance, where they own every swamp for that whole like area. Paris has a huge mm-hmm. area around it. Tokyo has some room they're building on. Like I feel like all the other ones are just like, Hey, let's just, we'll just keep expanding. Why not? People are going to keep coming. Yeah. I mean, in, in Orlando, they kind of started the hub over there for parks. So like they got good real estate, but you're right. And I mean, it's, it's LA, it's Anaheim. It's, but I mean, they, if they really wanted to, they could buy the, 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 what is it? The conventions. They probably own the convention center across the street anyway. They're doing all kinds of so stuff, they, man. Expand. They'll do their best to expand that space because people will keep making that pilgrimage to the original Disneyland where Walt walked, and I'm gonna be one of them. Just uh, build up. Yeah. What are you guys uh, doing? Anyway. Like, take look at future movies. They got it right. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Uh. Do you like Archer? I Chris? I do. I very much enjoy Archer. So a release date came out for Archer Danger Island, and it starts in April. Uh, April 25th, I actually saw the first episode already at Comic-Con. And did you it, like it? It was actually funny. I I liked this show, and I kind of, like, lost. I didn't realize there was a whole... S- He's in a coma or something? Yeah. So that's why the, the that's why they were able to switch the seasons, and they got, like, a new thing. That's why season. the last one was Dreamland, because, like, he got shot and was in a coma, and so he, the whole thing was, like, a dream of being right, in right, noir right. L.A. Yeah, I think, I think it's actually leaving uh, Netflix. But oh no! I think I think it'll be gone in March, but I don't know that for sure. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. If to... 
I actually forgot to mention this about Soundset. So Jaden Smith is actually playing Soundset. So is DJ Jazzy Jeff. Jaden so Pinkett ta- Smith. <laughs> a lot of people are talking about a possible reunion between Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff may happen. But speaking of Mr. Will Smith, Men in Black, uh, Chris Hemsworth is in talks to star in Sony's reboot slash spinoff. Really? Men in Black. What's a spinoff of Men in yeah. Black? Or is it still just Men in Black? Yeah, he'll just be the Australian version of Oi, oi. Whatever. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in. You know what? I'll, I'll say it. I'll never. I know maybe it didn't like critically, it didn't do the best or whatever. But I really liked uh, Men in Black Three. Really? I uh, really did. Uh, I thought it was cool. It was. It was better than Men in Black. I too. thought it was clever, and I feel like that after the second one, I was kind of like, "This is dumb." But I'll watch Chris Hemsworth <laughs> do anything. I'll watch him open mayonnaise or, you know, be do, be a uh, Men in Black. Do, do Australian trailers yeah for Dundee, that, that, that end up just being an ad campaign amazing uh that's gonna do it for the news wow we really crushed the news today i hope everybody was ready to get caught up on news 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 news, news, news. yeah there's there's actually there's a lot i was surprised we even did that it's much. a big um, news day um if you are looking for our buzz of the week our buzz of the week is now gonna be on should i say that or not fuck yeah i love that actually so we're gonna switch we're trying some stuff out with our show here at g splash and we're gonna move uh, we, we love our segment, Buzz of the Week, and we feel like we need to move it, so we're going to move it on to Saturday. Boom. So you can you can catch Buzz of the Week dropping on Saturday. So this week on Buzz of the Week, we're actually talking about Stan Lee and the update Tons on his madness. He, madness. He, lot, lots of stuff came out today about him, so check out Buzz of the Week again on Saturday. Uh, and we're also switching gears with our Splash Trash Meh. meh. Weekend movie guy that will drop Friday uh, morning, and it'll be a quick review of what we think the movies you should see yeah. for the weekend. We're making changes here, we're making changes there. That's what this is. If you're listening right now and you've been listening, you're just along for the ride as we grow and change and learn. It's like a like a whole community experience. So we want to try new things out, see if they work. If they don't, we'll change them back. You just keep listening, and you're gonna see this thing take off. Yeah, we're we're turning G Splash into a show from a show to a channel. A show to a channel so. about shows that has a channel full of shows. I think that's the best way, Boom. the clearest way to describe it. That's what you call ill mathematics. Boom. Uh, bang. All right. Uh that brings us to our main topic, Chris. We're talking 90s cartoons. Yeah, one of my favorite topics. To be honest, I think 90s cartoons are probably some of the best cartoons ever made. Would you agree with that? I would agree. As I was thinking about this, because I already had some that like stood out to me, as I was going through the list, it ended up being like very difficult, not only to, to narrow down, because like there were some that I didn't necessarily forget about, but I was like, oh yeah, that was a 90s cartoon. And then I started thinking, like, what the hell happened in the 2000s? What happened in the 80s? Like, This is where 20- all of the... And maybe it's because I grew up in that time, but even as I look back on cartoons and all the shit that we're into, I still am blown away with the cartoons we got in the 90s. I mean, yeah, I think I feel like Saturday morning cartoons really uh, peaked in in the nineties. I think, um, I mean, it's cla- like it was hard for. So what Chris and I did was we broke down uh, five cartoons that we love mm-hmm. in the nineties, and then five cartoons that we hated or couldn't watch. Right. And we've got some, you know, some honorable mentions and things like that. that we'll get into. But man, this was this was tough. This is I have tough. to say this this was tough. This was tough for me to break down. I had like 15 almost 20 cartoons that I remember as a as a kid in the 90s that I I watched all the time. Yeah, my list was growing crazy. Like I, this was like what else did I do as a kid? Did I ever go outside? This is what I'm talking that's why I think this was like a peak for television because you had these after school after school blocks and you had Saturday morning blocks and you had Sunday night blocks even. So like there was always something. Right. And there's something going on. Th- I think I want to say the 90s was really the time where families embraced television because yeah. I mean even we we had an episode back talking about TGIF. Yeah, go check that one out if you haven't. That's great. It, that's actually and I said this on our last episode there was the the toy episode was our most downloaded episode. Right. It's actually T- it's actually TGIF. Cuz everybody loves TGIF. Again, so television was really popping in the 90s. 
something we have to think about too before we like dive in and it was shitty is is the fact that television has changed so much and so quickly in the past few years it's easy to forget but like nowadays sometimes i get overwhelmed because there's so much to watch and it's all right at my fingertips between streaming and tivo and what however else like downloading instantly all that shit uh, that back, back you, then, you had to just fucking be there. Like, I ran home from school to watch Toonami every day on Cartoon Network. And on Fridays, I had to watch Cartoon Cartoon. And Saturday morning, like, you had to actually be there or throw in a VHS and hit record and hope you got everything. Right. You And and a lot of times, Cartoon Network had them weird uh, show times. And I drive me nuts. Like, it'd be like, uh, you can watch Space Ghost at 3.15. It was like, they gave weird hours. Whereas, like, it wasn't like an 8 o'clock block, like most television shows starts at the beginning of the hour or a half hour and to, uh, television that that was like the again peak time for television oh god it was amazing like chris said you know you had you had to abide by their schedule you had like things like tv guides and like to look up in advance to see what's playing when and now it's like tv happens on your time like sh- television shows I mean, you can't even really call them television shows because they're just shows. They're just shows. <laughs> that you, yeah. You watch on your phone. Yeah. You can watch on your watch. Can you watch on your watch yet? I bet, on the I iPhone watch? I guarantee you probably can on one of them or something. Uh, let's 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 get into this, Chris. I'm, I'm excited. This is a good this is a good thing, and I'm glad you brought this up. Let's let's dig into it. We're going with we're gonna. Should we start off with? Let's start off with some honorable mentions. I think actually, I'm gonna throw this out there. I think we should start off with the weird ones that no one ever knows. And hit heavy with our favorites at the end. Oh, okay. I'm with that. Keep that all in right. the show even right then. That's how good that was. Fair. Bang, bang. We'll leave it all in there. I'm not even going to edit this up. Hell yeah. Here are 15 forgotten cartoons from the 90s. These are cartoons that happened that you were like, oh, I think I've seen that. Maybe. Uh, you did. If, if this cartoon happened now or this was something that happened now, you definitely didn't tweet about it. Right. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> this one put is it. forgotten for a reason. A big thing with cartoons, I'll say this too before we get started, uh, was a lot of adaptations from other properties. Right. Right. Like, yeah. M- movies, video games, things like that. Uh, Earthworm Jim. This was a video game. Do you remember there being a cartoon? The only reason I do uh, is because I don't, as a kid, I have no memory of it really. The only reason I remember it now is because there's actually on a uh, YouTube another uh, YouTube channel called Watch Mojo. They do countdown lists. Uh, one of the like top ten cartoons that got cut short earlier or was better than it better than it actually was deemed or or whatever. Earthworm Jim that cartoon is actually on there because apparently nobody watched and it got canceled. But it was a pretty well done show, I guess. Interesting. I did. I definitely didn't watch that show. It was definitely a pass for me. Um. Mighty Ducks. Now this they wasn't like ducks. a yeah. A, they were actually like ducks. They were ducks was a big thing in the nineties. There was lots of shows with ducks on them. If you actually look back at them, I figured that out myself. But Mighty Ducks was a, a, a obviously a movie, and then they adapted into this cartoon, a uh, superhero type cartoon. This was a whatever cartoon. I didn't watch yeah. it. It was whatever. Uh. Have you ever heard of Ultra Force? No, and see now I already know that it's gonna start to descend quickly because those first two were like I have a vague memory, but now I know these next ones: mm-hmm. Ultra Force. What's another one? Rover Raiders or something where they were dogs in space. Uh, the the next one on this list uh, is called Pro Stars, and I actually really liked this cartoon. This was a cool cartoon. It featured um, Bo Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jordan, and Wayne Gretzky. They were like superheroes. But they weren't, I, they definitely weren't voiced by the, the, the athletes, but those were the top athletes at that in the, I mean, it was early nineties too. So, but it was a, it kind of, if I were to watch it now, I'd be like, Oh my God, why did I ever like this show? You literally only like the show because it's Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan. They're putting the best of the best. And they use sports antics to like defeat bad guys. Uh, I don't even know what number 11 is. It's Wildcats. Wildcats. Toxic Crusaders, I remember. Mm, but Yeah, I remember that being like a like a show, but nothing. Like, it I was, never watched one. Swamp Thing was the same kind of... Swamp Thing's a DC prop, property. Great DC I know comic. That. 
But yeah, not a great t- television show. Kids don't like to watch a pile of wet leaves try and save the environment. They'd rather see Captain Planet do it. Uh, Captain Planet falls on this. I think on no, this list too. No, Captain pa- Planet is huge. They don't. I think it only ran for two seasons. People still wear that shit. Uh, James Bond Jr. I do remember this show. Don't not remember this. this. Was... These are crazy. Mighty um, Max had his own sa- show. Yes, oh. Mighty Max is also on this list, but that's not the next on this list. Uh, Savage Dragon, I don't remember. Mortal Kombat had a cartoon that I don't remember. Do you? Exactly what kids need an ultra violent video game cartoon. I don't remember that shit. I do remember this cartoon. Though, I do remember I've this too. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, I absolutely remember. The, I remember yeah. the intro. And then I would turn it off every time. It was like at the end of my Saturday watching experience. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna go outside. So I did go outside. What this was? This was a what was this based? It was a based on a film that was released in the seventies, right? Right. Yeah, that's a, uh, Mighty Max. This was like the m- male or the boy equivalent to Polly Pocket. Yep, I love the toys. We talk about that in our actually our favorite uh, toys episode. So if you're interested in. Find out what our favorite 90s toys are or the crazy 90s toys. Go and watch that episode. Right, right. Uh, this next one, though, I didn't even know this was a show. Silver Surfer? Yeah, did not have any idea. This image that I'm looking at, it even shows like a Galactus hand. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't even remember in uh, this last one on this list. I remember there being a, a mask. I remember there being an Ace Ventura, but I do not remember there being a Dumb and Dumber animated series. Uh, no, that's how is that even a thing? I mean, Jim Carrey was god in the 90s we could say that true yeah like he could do no wrong even though his movies i mean they're enjoyable they're not like oscar worthy he came out with a bang like he he did ace ventura out the gate he did the mask and he did dumb and dumber those first three films were cult classics and they made animated series on all of those right they did the same thing for Ghostbusters back in the 80s and all that stuff. But when can you say one actor has had three films? Well, that's actually a, that's a great too. point. I don't know. So those are some of the cartoons in the 90s that you may have forgotten about or never heard of. I definitely forgot about them. and didn't care. Moving on to five cart- 90s cartoons that you hated, Chris. Yes. Let's, we'll go back and forth on this one. This is, let's, let's get into this. I didn't this. rank these in any way. I just put I don't like these. I do have mine in order. Oh wow, you're very, very, you're very good. Okay, so are you start? Are you gonna start with your your least hated? So your number five? No, my mo. I guess yeah. I'll I'll do that. I, my least hated cartoon, yeah, I mean, but I did hate this cartoon. Spider Man. Oh yeah, I didn't like Spider Man. No, and I hated the intro. It was like that weird. Like, oh. Yeah. It was like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, it's like all like teched yeah. out or something. Terrible. Yeah, and it was very. They use. It was like the first introduction to like computer graphics in a cartoon. I don't know. I just didn't. I, I love Spider-Man now, but like I don't. I couldn't watch that show. I hated that show. Yeah, that's a that's the tough one. I that movie or that movie. I actually really growing up, I watched that show like every Saturday. But I have a bad taste in my mouth to this day because it ended on a cliffhanger. And I remember I being like, damn, like this is I, okay. This show cool. And then it just like, was like, Oh, it gets canceled. And I'm like, what the f- you mean? Like it was a big cliffhanger. Like a lot of shit went down. And then they just were like, well, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those guys. It's the 90s for you. I mean, if you can go missing from a sitcom as a child and no one say anything and your dad's a cop, I think you can <laughs> get canceled very quickly. Uh, what'd you have for your, so mine, uh, number, my number five, I'm going to put this one here because I don't, I don't care about it enough. And I know that there's like a good, I know that it's probably one that people really enjoy or whatever, but do you remember a cartoon called Daria? Yes. I see you. This is on your hate list. This is on my hate list because nowadays I think if I went back and watched that, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. But as a kid, I literally, it felt like pulling teeth. There's, la, there's, ones, that, la, la. there's ones that didn't make my list like Dr. Katz or the critic. And that's because I was a kid, like I didn't really get them. But this one, I remember being like, it was kind of in my wheelhouse where I was like, okay, like I get what's going on here, but it's so boring. I think I want to die. This is ruining cartoons. I got to get out of here. This was, a, I actually liked this show and I watched it a lot. Of, I feel like it was, it was on MTV. And this was like an MTV cartoon block at the time. They had like Beavis and Butthead and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for some reason, I liked this car. I feel like maybe, maybe it was because I was like a, tw- a what they call it, a tween. That was yeah, called? tweeners. 
Yeah, I was like 11, 12 when that came out. So like, I was. It it was probably targeted towards my demo. So I liked that show. I think I was a little. I'm a little bit older than you, so like, but I could see if you weren't. Keep really saying that. Into it's not that. that much. It's only a couple of years. How old are you? I'm 29. Yeah, You're like, I'm 47. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm 99. Why are we friends? Is this Brad? Uh, yeah, no, I I could see that. See, I would say I had Daria on, on my list, but I took it off. So. Yeah. Um, My number four Boom. on the hate list is, is Arthur. Oh, shit. Arthur. Amazing. You probably, you were probably it. a little old for Arthur, right? Like you were like right on that yeah, gap Ar- where you were leaving it. Yeah, Arthur was ninety six. Uh, I was very Power Rangers. Like yeah, you were like, "Fuck you, shit. Arthur! I don't care about an aardvark or whatever the hell you are." Yeah. Uh, what do you have for number four? Uh, my number four. I'm just gonna put these two together now because I know I, another one similar to Daria. Like when I got older, I looked back and I was like, "Oh, that was pretty funny." If I had been a little older, but Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead for me was one. And I already these two were like, well, this kid wasn't allowed to watch MTV. It wasn't necessarily I wasn't allowed to. I just never, like, I just wasn't into that humor style. I wasn't into the animation style. Like, even when I was a kid, I liked the cartoons that were, like, you know, prettier, cutting edge, or, like, used new new fun ways to do art and dial and the whole thing. And I just, I'd watch that show and I'd be like, this is dry. This is like King of the Hill for preteens and teens and young adults. So it was not my cup of tea. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead was, um, yeah, it was hit very hit or miss for me too, I think. Um, I didn't really like the animation. That dude was like early, it was like his early, first hit or whatever. MTV was very on the, on their whole cutting edge of shit still, so. Uh, but I would agree with you. Um, it's funny you said that, because my number, my next cartoon that I didn't like was actually their, the, the that creator's follow-up, which was King of the Hill. Yeah, hey, yeah, King of the Hill made yours, that's funny. Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, like, I, can, I don't know. Bobby. As I grew up, I could tolerate it, I guess. I'll say that. I could tolerate it now. Because it's a little bit more adult-oriented. But that show sucked. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That show sucked. It was dry. <laughs> number three for you, Chris. Uh, number three for me is, this one's going to be controversial, I think, with the listeners. They might be upset. But Rugrats. I hated Rugrats. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. I'm not. I thought it was a messy show. I didn't like that the babies were, you know, just their heads are all weird like lemons. Uh, I was not a big fan. Interesting. Um, I didn't mind Rugrats. I watched Rugrats. I, I liked Rugrats. I didn't love Rugrats. Um, this was a Nickelodeon show. So, but yeah, this is a, definitely a fan favorite. Um, a lot of people like this. So. I can see why you pissed off uh, our entire audience. Everyone's like, fuck this thing. Everybody unsubscribes. Yeah. Everyone bombs. just turned off the show at this nope. point. See you later. I didn't like Rugrats. Fuck that guy. Meme Shots fired. Shots uh, fired. This is, I, I'm going to follow you up on this. I think a lot of people probably really like this show, but I couldn't stand this show as a kid. Like, it drove me nuts. Uh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Guess what? Is that Was that your number three or number two? Uh, number two. That's sorry. my number two. Because I'm... Yeah, same exact I didn't like it. This is gonna correlate to my number one for sure. But um, yeah, man, Brandon Stippy was way far out there. It was like it was too far out there and and too gross for me as a kid. I was just like, and I know most kids like, yeah, gross, awesome. I knew a lot of kids that were into that, but I just could never get into it. They were like weird, gross, weird characters. There was no like story or plot or anything. It was just like these guys are just getting freaking butt fat scooped out and put onto the other guy's chest or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they were, it was like a dog and a cat, but they looked nothing like, it was like a chihuahua and a cat, right? Like a chihuahua. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. They were a chihuahua and a cat. Exactly. We were proving our point. They didn't They didn't even look like a chihuahua or a cat. Well, uh, that was easy since we both tied. What's your number one? SpongeBob. Oh, snap. Really? I hated SpongeBob. What? But I think, aren't the... Is, isn't the same creator that did Serena and Stimpy the same people that did Spongebob? Is that true? I think so. Um, that's so funny. For the Google. Also, <laughs> and if we're kind of talking about 90s cartoons, Spongebob would like premiered in like 1999, so it was like the tail end and you were you were on your way out of ca- cartoons in a way. Not really. I mean, not fully out of cartoons, but uh, I was headed to high school. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Ren and Stimpy and Spongebob were all by this Vincent Waller guy. 
Well, my number one uh, that I was actually similar to the Ren Stimpy one, it was Cartoon Network's version of that, uh, Cow and Chicken. Uh, that I flirted putting that on the list. I hated it. I felt mine were. I never, I couldn't I get like Cow, Cow's voice yeah. made me go crazy, and it was always like about <laughs> squirting milk in people's eyes and stuff. And I was like, don't ruin milk for me. That's funny. I feel like our, our lists are actually, for me, I'm pretty surprised how similar they yeah, are. Yeah, it's like that style uh, is what we didn't like. And then there's a bunch of other, yeah. even on, and like you could, we could keep going on this one because there's a lot of cartoons that fall into that kind of realm and that, that style. But these are the ones that definitely right. stood out. Definitely. Um, <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting a similar taste in cartoons. We're, we're going to see like how our, uh, we're going to see how our good ones fared. All right. Let's go with, let's go with some honorable mentions here. I'm just going to rattle off my list real quick and then quickly move Get on. Get rattling. Because I have, I have about. Six. This is honorable mentions that could have made your top five, but just were outside. Yeah, these these are these are cartoons I enjoyed, but uh, I I put them in their own category. Uh, so honorable mentions for me, Rescue Rangers. This was like Chip and Dale. Mm-hmm. I love that show. And they had like a whole Chip whole squad. They had a dope Rescue Rangers. Rescue yeah. Rangers. Yep. They were like a detective they agency. A, yeah, they had a dope, and like they had their at like the the art was basically like toys mm-hmm. i mean because they're little so because they're chipmunks it's chipmunks um this so that's and again it had a dope theme song uh following rescue rangers in the same block actually was a show called tailspin tailspin now this Love was like tailspin. the oh. jungle they basically took the jungle book characters and Made them in an in, in a, a delivery service agency. Yeah, they flew. They flew like a water plane, and he like Baloo would fly, and he had like the little bear that was like maybe his nephew or something, and they would like deliver packages. And they were like a Futurama for kids, like they were delivery service. Yeah, yeah. Disney was killing it in the. 90s. They knew. They knew uh, what's up. Bat- <laughs> I'll follow that up with Ducktales. Oh, so good! These are all like the same type of show. Love it. Th- this. Disney was like taking their characters and just like making shows it's like out Darkwing of Darkwing Duck. Whoever cre- I mean, yeah. So, uh DuckTales was a great great show. I'm trying to th- it was basically like Huey, Dewey, Louie mm-hmm. who were like like the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Uh in the aspect when they had like um Scrooge McDuck and then they had yeah, uh, Uncle Scrooge. It was a, it was a good You know that you know yeah, they brought the like show a- back, right? Yes, so right now it's currently on. I, I I actually like it. I think the voice talent is killer. I think I've, I mean I only watched like the first like five or six episodes, but I, I thought it was a pretty good retelling of it. Do it. This also had a dope theme song. Yeah, it did. In Duckburg. This was. Yeah, this also was a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, so this was good. Actually, I just I just remember that, and this is one of my favorite. They movies. get the lamp, and then As they're making kid. wishes and stuff. Oh, yeah, love it. Anyway, uh, so. I'm kind. No, I'm okay with it being off my list. But this was a great honorable mention. Um, Tiny Toon Adventures is also on my list. So good. Sega game was awesome. <laughs> uh, Bobby's World. Oh, you're you're killing it. You're knocking out all the best ones. And then uh, the last one on my list is Goof Troop. That's funny. None of those Goof. None of those made my. Uh, none of those made my main my main top five either. So that's perfect. So these were actually very hard to leave off, but I felt like I, I they deserved a I was mention. Doing a disservice if you did. Those are those are cool. I I would watch those right now. Right. But what about you, Chris? What do you have for honorable mentions on your '90s cartoons? I only have two, and they're uh, Freakazoid. Loved that show. And uh, Gargoyles. Yeah, I was okay with Gargoyles. Gargoyles was like, yeah, we'll get into that later, but. Yeah, girls. Both those are great. Those are great uh, honorable mentions. I'll say that. I, I no, I take that back. I didn't like Freakazoid. Well, I, I thought it was real, real clever. As like it was like the tick light. It was like the tick was almost too much in some ways. I, I liked it, but right. I didn't understand it. And it was like Freakazoid was like a meet in the middle. Chris, give me your number five most favorite '90s cartoon. Boom. This is one. This is the only one on here that I think is pretty uh, outlandish or maybe one that couldn't like people might not know, but. Uh, SWAT Cats, the Radical Squadron. It was amazing. You like that? It was basically like these two like 
cats that were cops and they got they did something wrong and so they couldn't be on the police force anymore so they became vigilantes but they did it by building their own awesome jet that had a bunch of like it was like speed racers car but like as a jet plane and they would go and fight these monsters that would terrorize cat city or whatever it was so good and it's another one i, I talked about earlier too but it's another one of those ones that made the list of like shows that ended too soon or whatever okay. like it was on the forgettable one but it was also on like the watch mojo list of top 10 shows that ended too soon because it was so good. Like every week I was in, I was like, yeah, they're flying that plane. They're freaking sweet cats. They were SWAT cats, T-Bone and the other guy. It was great. Yo, the nineties had to be like the best time to be creative. Oh yeah. You because, do like, anything. Just it, throw it at the wall. Anything went. Yeah. Like, hey, can we throw, can we throw some legs on some pickles oh, and like yeah, make them carrot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got a cat named, uh, I got a cat named T-Bone and I got another cat named Razor and they protect mega cat city with their jet. It was just, a, it was also just a beautiful, like the way it was animated the storytelling it was it was dope it's worth a watch was it was it created by a single a single white female who loved cats it's very possible like i'm going to shake things up <laughs> uh, i feel like i can't say that in this day and age uh <laughs> anyway my number 5 my number 5 is actually darkwing duck oh nice um again another great another great cartoon with a dope theme song great show and it, it, yeah, it was it was all in all a great show. It, it was on a hot block. That's my number five. I don't even have to say anything. Done. About it. Darkwing Duck. Boom. Number four. Uh, number Chris. four for me is uh, it, this is funny. It made your list of the ones you hated. It's SpongeBob. Oh, I honestly I feel like SpongeBob was. You like SpongeBob? I did. Be, and one of the reasons I've, I've always actually really enjoyed SpongeBob, but the in those first like few years few seasons when it came out it literally for i mean i was even old i was like you know 14 15 i was older than what it maybe was like targeting or maybe not but uh it literally felt like family guy when family guy came around in the sense that it was so quotable there's so many quotable jokes and quotable moments and stuff like even my friends at that time we'd like quote something from, and it was a spongebob quote but that's it was wild, like, man. I just laugh about it because it was so wacky and so I, I mean, out I there. see all these kids nowadays with backpacks, and I think my I nephew did. I really love likes SpongeBob. it. Yeah, I don't get it. I I hate the theme it's song. Still repping hate hard. Hate it all. My number four. This is a good. Oh, this is man, a great. Tough. What's your number great four? Great one. Uh, Batman the animated series. Ooh yeah, that's, number four. That's my number four. Um, I don't have to tell you, you already know everybody that uh, this is a classic, very dark, very, uh, what would you say? Noir? It's noir. Yeah, it's got that noir feel to it. Um, the, the art style was pretty, was very like, it, it, it changed. This one it. It was, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's it. this one. Emmys. Yeah. One. M oh yeah, absolutely. There's a couple episodes that are just absolutely amazing. The show on its own is amazing. We'll, we'll talk more about that, but. Uh, um, I mean, it it developed characters like Harley Quinn, who mm -hmm. is now a character in in canon. In the movies. Uh, and a very fan favorite. Yeah. Started from this show. Okay, so. That was a character developed on this cartoon series. Mark Hamill played the Joker. Great voice cast, Kevin Conroy. Uh, 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 Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, they just did an anniversary for this. It was like twenty five. Really, twenty five. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, was like last. That was last. The Comic Con had a big thing for it, and yeah, they were been repping yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, that's my number. My four. number. So Chris. my number three now. Yeah. Is that how yeah, numbers number work? Three. Yeah, uh, so. number three for me is uh actually uh, it's X Men. Love the X. Oh, love wow. the X Men cartoon can, so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there because that is also my number. Hey, three. look at that! We did it. I mean, it was it was I mean, that '90s classic art style. It had some like kind of adult themes in there that it was it was sneaking in for for kids. I mean, it basically I don't think I'd actually really read an X Men comic, and I was a huge X Men fan. I had all the toys. I was collecting everything I could to get Wolverine stuff, and even like Rogue and gambit like it like introduced me to the world of Marvel. yeah so i'll i i loved x-men and like right around the time i got into it um i i tried to watch it actually recently and it's kind of tough to watch mm -hmm. but it, it did have character it had every character you needed and i still 
love the person that uh, I don't I don't know his name off top, but like the dude that did Wolverine's voice is still the Wolverine voice I hear when I read Absolutely. books. Absolutely, isn't it crazy how that works when you're a kid in Prince? Yeah. To like- a cartoon somebody that did the voice acting becomes the voice yeah so like life. there's a there's a handful right we have kevin conway who who's batman forever mm-hmm. in my book uh dude that did x-men in the x-men animated series um the same with rogue and storm yeah i'll say that always the, the whole cast of that x-men cartoon that's who i hear i i flirt back and forth with beast a little bit um because and, but still, I think Cyclops is up there. Like the, all the the X Men in that series is who I hear is the X Men. Yeah. in the books, absolutely. Um, the theme song on this one was dope. Um, oh yeah, and at, at, that whole thing, and they're like running around and yeah. fighting and cutting stuff up. Yeah, see, we got it. We just did it. They should, we that yeah. was a perfect reenactment of what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza Hut did promotions. I used to go to Pizza Hut and get the stuff that they were giving out for it. Yeah. Fox Kid Fox Kid I was a part of the kids club and we get this magazine. Yeah. Probably dig up some of those. Um I that probably yeah, I would love to see some of those. Um Oh, I was gonna say this. At one point in time, like the comics aligned. Yeah, they like they were doing there was I think it was probably like the Dark Phoenix saga or something like that. It aligned with the the comic the lined with the comics and the the artwork of the comics reflected the artwork on the show, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, the guy that did Wolverine's voice, his name is Cal Dodd. Killed it. He was always like, I mean, he's, he's here, a huge. I mean, he did yeah. a lot of voice acting stuff, everything from like Gam- Gambit, and, like yeah, Gambit. Yeah, I always hear that Cajun accent when I read. Mon, mon, mon ami. Oh, yeah, come like, on here, Sherry. Uh huh. Nailed it. And then Rogue. With, Rogue was always oh, like, hey, hey Sugar. Sugar. Like, I don't even hear. Like, I, I literally have yeah. seen all the X-Men movies, and none of those voices trans translate over no. for me. It's always going to be that cartoon. Some, some, Sometimes, I will say this, sometimes Hugh Jackman comes into play. You know, he uh, gets in there. I will, uh, I will say that um, Professor X does, is always, um, what's his name? Old Man McGee. Charles, uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, He should be. Yeah. He, he I, earned I, it. I, I, and I was like, no, it's not that guy. It's this other <laughs> no. guy. But, so that's yeah, threes. That, I'm, Are we at number two now? That's three. Yeah, number two. Go. Wait, oh, I know what my number two is. Uh, and, I, and this is going to seem weird because it was a weird one, but I feel like the stories were always so strong, and sometimes the art could be creepy or gross, but I didn't care. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh, see, I didn't. Uh, I don't. Wouldn't know anything about that. Love that show. It. it was like dark, and it had like these crazy sci-fi and horror elements to it. Basically, about this terrified dog with a hole in his tooth that would trying to protect the old woman that cared for him. And some of the, like, I go back and watch that show now. I'm like, this is freaking good. It was one of those cartoon, 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 cartoon shows on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network, man. We we were we grew up in the age of cartoons. What was your number two? Yeah, my number two is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hell yeah. That one didn't make um, my list, but I, mean, I feel like it should have because I literally grew up and watched that my whole childhood and had, again, everything. And maybe it just didn't imprint the same way. I don't know. I mean, you talk this. This is a, a storyline that started out as a comic book and a really dark comic book and then turned into like such a vivid, colorful thing. I mean, the show had Uncle Phil as Shredder <laughs> uh, and some of, you know, um, it's classic Ninja Turtles. Uh, all the the color schemes it was very bright. Mm-hmm. Um, the theme song, teen, yeah, it was a defining cartoon that kind of kicked off all those other ones in a way. I mean, without this, you don't get the film. You know, it 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 trickles on. Yeah. But this is a classic. Started uh, in 1990, um, and. It's it's funny to th- to think back when you're watching Fresh Prince to like <laughs> watch the cartoon and I have the first season on DVD. So Hell yeah, you do. Remember the, remember those things called DVDs? Oh, uh, what's I that? Have, uh, but yeah, uh, rest in peace to Uncle Phil. But he was the voice of Shredder. Amazing! I didn't even know that. And, and I mean, this started like the you know you're talking about the merchandising game starts here. Merch game starts right her. With cartoons yeah. in that segment. Uh, that's my number two. 
Number one, Chris. Number one, we already know because I, I feel like I swear to God I talk about it every episode some way I sneak it in. You had it on your list. It's Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, oh, that's, I, I figured that was going to be your number one. It changed one. everything. It used, like, the stories were strong. The, we already talked about the voices were strong. It did this whole new uh, art deco style um, for what it did. I mean, it did, it did animation stuff that really hadn't been done, like using black paper instead of white. So everything you see is drawn on black paper. So that's actually negative space when anything's dark, but that gave it kind of that like shadowy vibe and through the whole that thing. Feel. Yeah, like, yeah. It, the voice acting is is amazing. Everything about it, for the, especially the first three seasons, is just unbelievable. Strangely enough, though, Mark Hamill is my favorite Joker just because he, he just changed that character. But now when I read comics or, or anything like that, I think maybe because even though he was dark in that show, he had kind of this lightness to him. Now some of the comics, the Joker gets real dark. And so I find myself trading between like, like a more sinister Joker voice and then his funny voice. So that's weird because in the other ones, it's like I got, it, they're just programmed into I me. Do this that one, t- I'm flip-flopping. I do that. T- I honestly, I do that too. I feel like it, the Joker, I find myself um, doing a more of a Mark Hamill animated voice. Mm-hmm. But I still think of the Joker as like a, but I feel like in the books he's a little, it's, uh, he's just different. He's just such a complex character. You never know what you're going to get depending on what comic you read. And so you kind of put that, you kind of fill in the blanks. It's not like Wolverine who's sort of the same dude everywhere. In one, you might get a Joker that's lighthearted and one, you might get a Joker that's like cutting up old people in their beds and licking his knife clean or whatever. You never know what you're going to get. Right. There's definitely a, dis- a distinct like, this isn't funny Joker. Like, this is scary Joker. Well, like, I mean, like, you, if you take Mark Hamill and like Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. like Heath Ledger's very, yeah, exactly. You want to know I got yeah, these scar, and then like Mark Hamill's like, <laughs> yeah, he's got that crazy like a little bit laugh. higher pitch. Good, yeah. actually. Thank you. I uh, practiced in the mirror. Um, yeah, no, I, it's a great, great cartoon. I, I, I think I suspected it would be your definitely one. worth a watch if you um, have Amazon Prime. You can watch the seasons for free. So go on there and watch them. Oh, for real? Heart of Ice won an Emmy. That's a Mr. Freeze episode that debuted that character in that form. Like the 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 time I almost got him or, or almost got him or something like that. That's great. It's crazy. Anyways, enough about my Batman the animated series boner. What is your number one? Uh I will say the same exact thing you said, Chris. Um uh no, it's a actually a primetime show that is still on the air and it's the longest oh, hell cartoon yeah. cartoon on uh on television still to this day and it's the simpsons right you're a simpsons I love the, big time fan i i remember the first time i watched a simpsons episode in 1990 what episode was it it was the christmas episode you mean the where oh, bart S- the, the very Santa's first one the very first episode i remember sitting down i know exactly where i was uh, this is maybe this is a weird thing but for some reason i specifically remember sitting on a couch in an apartment that my mom and my uncle shared and watching the Simpsons for the first time. Wow. And like immediate, immediately I'm five years old and immediately I'm, I'm, I'm Bart Simpson. Yeah. You just were in. And I was, I, I mean, you were running around jumping on the, the furniture being like, I caramba. My name's Brad. Right. So like it's close to Bart. Right. I, I I I even think like I had I was like don't call me I was telling people like no my name's Bart like <laughs> sorry you really love it at I'm pr- I was I was fully and I think that you know that that makes sense in my I mean, character, 29 you know, seasons that show has pretty much followed you your whole life I mean and the cast itself the fact that the cast has stayed together this long and has been they've got to be the highest paid actors on a show yeah easily I mean uh, and something else too we could do we're gonna have to actually, I'm already gonna put it out there when. They have their 30th season. We're going to do a whole big special on The Simpsons for sure. We have we to. We have I mean, to. It's too rich, too big, and too wonderful to not. Even if it hasn't been great in the last few years. I, and, I would, and I would disagree with you. See, and I, we'll talk all about that. <laughs> I've actually, I'm actually been trying to figure out a way to plug a Simpsons episode in here. So I'm glad that you said that. Um, but yeah, man, that started in 1990. Some great cartoons in the 90s, man. Just dominated cartoons in the 90s. Tell us your favorite. Comment on our Facebook, our Instagram, whatever. Comment on this. Comment on whatever you're listening. Tell us your favorite 90s cartoon, the one you hated, and we'll call it out. Yeah, if we we said some whack cartoons, let us know. 
call us out. We'll be like, oh, you're probably right. Maybe that was kind of whack. Uh, no, you're probably right. Let us <laughs> let us know what you think on cartoons and all this shit. We're, we're, we're here every week. Same G-Splash channel. Same G-Splash time. Uh, Chris, you got anything else you want to add to our super dope cartoon show? No. I, I, all, all I'm going to say is that I'm going to close this thing up and I'm going to go watch some damn cartoons because I got some stuff I mean, to catch you, up on. Rehash yeah, the memories. Yeah, I just watched Batman the Animated Series, so like, I'm going to... I'm actually going to... I'm going to try and watch X-Men yeah. again. It was rough for me when I tried to start it again, but I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch some weird shit. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I'm going to start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Starting at the bottom. Now we're here. Starting at the bottom. Now SpongeBob chilling. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's it for me. I'm, uh, I've been uh, Chris Bucky Watts. All right, I'm Bradley Baxter. We out. We'll see you next week. Peace. G-Splash. Hey. Nah, I'm talking G-Splash.